the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Coming up next on Way of Grace with Jesse Gastan. Do not ask the shepherd, Lord Jesus, can I hold on to you, plus hold on to him, and hold on to her? No, to come to Christ as the only Savior is to drop every other pseudo and false God in the world so that Christ is your only Savior. Jesus, here in John chapters 9 and 10, tell us that he is the door. One of those great I am statements. Well, we took a look at what that door represents. Today, we continue our focus on who it is that has exclusive use of this door. Join us as we continue our survey of John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18 is where we're at today. Our message is simply entitled, I am the door of life for the sheep. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand and today's broadcast of Way of Grace. So watch this now. I am come that they might have life in every sense of the word. And I, I really could part there and work that because what he's saying to you, child of God, is you have at your accessibility a God who is able to make you not only wise unto salvation through a knowledge of Christ, but to give you every necessary tool and supply for you to make your way through this world well for his glory. That's really what he's talking about. Y'all got that? That's really what he's talking about. He has given you the kind of life that will help you overcome your troubles, to deal with your obstacles, to dig you up out of pits. He's giving you the kind of life that can help you recover when you make grave and grave mistakes. The kind of life that Christ has given us here is the life that says all manner of sin shall be forgiven him or her except that of the Holy Ghost. Yes, somebody ought to be clapping right now because what this means is, watch this, what this means is if you have that depository of God's promise, that is the spirit of the living God, no matter what your circumstances are, and you will suffer the consequences of your choices, as painful as they may be, it will never extinguish the life of God in you. And if you submit to the leading of the shepherd, he can take you where you are in those jacked up places and redeem it for his glory and use you in the midst of it so other men and women can see the glory of God right where you are. That's the all sense that I'm talking about. Y'all got that? Very important to know. And here's the reason why. Because what we're about to talk about is how the Lord leads his sheep. Now, if you're one of his sheep like I am, and I've been one of his sheep for almost 40 years, the Lord has had to lead me sometimes with a firm hand. Because I have a tendency late at night to dig a hole and work my way out from under the pen and get out and explore things. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'll, I'll forget that the Lord is everywhere present. And I'll start making an excursion and journey hither and yon. And I'll get in, into places and I'll look around and I'll go, oh, where am I at? Now I'm lost. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Now I'm lost. And look, I'm not talking about any geographical move. I'm talking about the stuff that goes on between these two ears. Now I'm lost. But because he made me a sheep, there's one thing I have gotten used to doing whenever I discover that I'm lost in myself. And that is to go, bah, bah, bah. This man cried unto the Lord. This poor man cried unto the Lord. And he heard the supplication of my cry. And he brought me out. He delivered me out. Again and again and again and again. That's the life we're talking about. Point number one then in our outline. Let's make this through. We we have been called from the public fold of fallen humanity into the personal fold of Christ's church. We have been called out of the public fold of fallen humanity, verse 1 and 2, into the public fold of Christ's church. When you're called out of darkness into his marvelous light, you've been called out of the world into the church. Y'all got that? Please understand that. Sheep don't make this journey by themselves. They always make it with a flock. Wherever you read about a single solitary sheep, they are in trouble. And this is what I would say about believers. We get in trouble a lot of times because we have a low value of the flock. And when you have a low value of the flock, you're going to make yourself vulnerable. Now, not this time, to the thieves and the robbers. For the thieves and the robbers attack the public foal that's in the middle of the city. Remember we learned that last week? The public fold is humanity, where all the sheep are, where the shepherds leave them, and then they go get a rest, and then they come back in the morning. But what Christ warned was that thieves and robbers will climb up over the wall, take the sheep, and now the sheep are in trouble. Right? The fold that I'm talking about now, where Christ is the door, is the private and personal fold of Christ's sheep. Are y'all hearing me? Now, the private and personal fold of Christ's sheep is not in the city. It's on the hillsides and making its excursion now through the fields and through the hills to its safe abode. But as the shepherd leads his sheep, sometimes he comes across a period where it's nighttime and he must build a makeshift fold in the wilderness. And the one most critical place that he has to guard in order to make sure that the sheep are not attacked is the door. And do you know what he makes in order to have a door that he is confident will guard the sheep? Himself. You will see this when you look it up. The shepherd will lay across the door to protect the sheep, to keep them in. And keep anything on the outside from coming in. We're going to get there in a moment. But if you ever see a shepherd laying across the door in the fields, the sheep on the inside, those are his. And every one of them are family. And they all know each other because they have one shepherd. 
That's what he meant in John 10, 16. Other sheep I, have I that are not of the Jewish fold, them I must bring in, and there will be how many folds? One fold. And one shepherd over the Jewish and Gentile constituency, making up what we call the church. You guys got that? The church is a composite of Jew and Gentile in one body, and its head is Christ, and he's the door in, and he's the door out. Now, we are talking some ominous things here when we talk about him being the door. But let's make our way to the door right quick. Point number one. These are things you already know. I'm going to assert these, not develop them, but I'm going to assert these so you get this. This is the manner of the sheep. The manner of the sheep, according to Christ, has been described as individuals who hearing Christ's voice, verse 2 and 3, hearing Christ's voice, forsake fools. You guys got that under your first point? The manner of the sheep, according to Christ in John 10, 2 and 3 and 4, are individuals who hearing the voice of Christ, forsake fools. Do you know when you come to believe the gospel and trust Christ as Savior, not only are you coming to him, you are forsaking fools. Did you get that? It is a process of discernment by which under the preaching of the gospel, you discover Jesus to be who he is, you you discover him to be what you need, and then you discover that every other voice you were listening to were thieves and robbers. You discover that they were not true, that they could not keep you, that they could not save you, that they could not preserve you. And you discover that Jesus is sufficient for your life. Am I making some sense? And then you start dropping those psych books and you start dropping those new age books and you start dropping all of those other false shepherds that you had bought into because you find Jesus to be the true shepherd. That's what I'm talking about. Forsaking fools. Here's one of the mark of God's elect sheep. They don't hold Jesus and Buddha and Allah and Krishna and all these other guys equal. They don't hold them equal. In fact, Christ far surpasses all these other false shepherds. All of your philosophers, all of your psychologists, all of your scientists, everyone who tells themselves to know the way or be the way, the sheep of Christ discern them to be false. In terms of eternal life, they have no answer. When Christ's sheep hear his voice, they do not ask the shepherd, Lord Jesus, can I hold on to you? Plus, hold on to him and hold on to her. No, to come to Christ as the only Savior is to drop every other pseudo and false God in the world. So that Christ is your only Savior. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When you come to hear his voice in the gospel, and the gospel is crystal clear to God's elect, to God's sheep, They know then that Jesus says, everyone that has come before me, they're liars. They are not telling the truth. And if you don't have that conviction, you still haven't heard Christ's voice. Let's go on, because not only do his sheep forsake fools, they follow the shepherd, don't they? Is that what the text says? See, so when you follow the shepherd, you necessarily got to stop running with everybody else. Is that true? So all of those other ideologies and those worldly phrases, and you know those, those things that you, you used to adopt from somebody else, and often you would say to other people, well, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm kind of feeling Tupac. Tupac was wrong. 
You understand why Biggie was wrong. I mean, it was all cool then when you were in darkness, but when the eyes get open, you come to discover they were speaking for the wrong master. You drop all that for the superlative knowledge of God in Christ, which superlative knowledge cannot even come close to by any other knowledge in the world. See, what I'm talking to you about now, a lot of people don't know, is a saving knowledge of Christ. This is what the disciples said when the Holy Ghost kept them in John chapter 6, 63. Lord, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We do not believe that eternal life is found in any other person but the Lord Jesus. We do not believe that wisdom is found anywhere but Christ. Christ is my wisdom. We do not believe that righteousness is found any other place but Jesus Christ. Christ is my righteousness. We do not believe that redemption is found any other place but in Jesus. Jesus is my price paid. He laid down his life in order that I might have glory. Am I making some sense? Right. This is how you, this is how you make your calling election sure. Cause in the church today, you got all kind of jacked up ide- ideas and concepts. People are trying to conflate under a syncretistic notion that it all works together. It does not all work together and Christ made it plain. You know what an absolute statement is? I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father but by me. That's an absolute statement, right? Hold on now. Basic logic says that if that's true, every other thing has to not be that. The law of non-contradiction does not allow you to hold to the notion that Jesus is the only way and yet all the other ways are other ways as well. You can't. You have to determine whether you're going to bow the knee to Christ and recognize him as your savior or he is not. This is the offense that Christ produced by his coming and his preaching. But he plainly tells us in verse 4, look at it. Verse 4 says, and when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them And the sheep do what? And the sheep do what? Because they know his voice. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am what? Known of mine. Verse 25. Jesus said unto them, I told you and you do not believe me. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear record of me. But you do not believe because you are not my what? As I already told you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they do what? So having given you those four verses here, here's what you understand hearing Christ's voice amounts to. Are you ready? Following him. Isn't that what the text is saying? Don't tell me you hear his voice and you don't follow him. Because listen, if the analogy of a sheep and a shepherd is understandable to us, how do we know that sheep know the voice of their shepherd? When the shepherd is walking, what are the sheep doing? So let's just stop all this talk about you being Christians and you don't follow him. Let's just stop it. It don't work. You guys got that? You can talk, but until you are following Christ, you are not his sheep. So resolve that now for your own eternal good. Forsaking fools, following the shepherd. And I want to show you four things that you must know that when the Lord leads you, When he leads you and you follow him, there are four critical points of following by which you come to know you follow the true shepherd. When Christ leads you, he leads you into first the truth. When Christ leads you, he leads you into the truth. That's the first place he leads you into. And he leads you into the truth by the truth. So Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, if you are my disciples, you will continue in my word, and you will know the 
You will know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. He leads you to the truth. Do you understand that? He leads you to the truth. And when he leads you to the truth, guess what the truth leads you to? A tree. If that truth doesn't lead you to the tree, you haven't been led to the truth. Because the truth of Scripture must lead you to the cross of Christ. You must deal with who he is in regards to who you are. The truth of the gospel must lead us to the cross of Christ. It must lead us to the tree upon which Christ hung as a substitute for our sins in order that we might know we have eternal life. Am I making some sense? The truth which Christ leads you to must lead you to the tree upon which he hung, which his disciples saw him as they followed him go to. When the Lord called his disciples and they did what? Followed him because they were his what? As his sheep, they followed him in the truth of God's word, didn't they? And the truth led them where? To Calvary. And when you follow the truth to Calvary, if you hang out just a few days, it's going to lead you to the tomb. It's going to lead you to the tomb so that you will know that eternal life was accomplished by Christ's redemption. It is finished. The debt is paid. And they took him down and they laid him in a borrowed tomb. Why? Because he had accomplished eternal redemption for us. And you can stay there at the tomb if you want to. But in a few days, the angel going to tell you what you're doing here. He's not here. Now, if he's your shepherd, he's going to lead you in the truth, to the tree, to the tomb. But you ain't going to stay there. He's got to lead you to the throne. Because the throne in glory is where Christ sits at the right hand of God, leading all his sheep now to glory. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? We have an enthroned Savior. According to the book of Acts, they always preach this way. Jesus is both Lord and Christ. God hath raised him up, sat him at his own right hand. And from thence does he rule this world. And in the life of his people, he rules them by his spirit. It's the spirit of the living God that brings you to the knowledge of the risen Christ, the reigning Christ, the ruling Christ. Do y'all believe what I'm saying? And several times in the book of Acts, this was pressed home. That Jesus is no longer dead, no longer dead. Jesus is no longer in the tomb. Jesus has risen again. The, the, the witnesses saw it in Acts 1 and 2, right? He has been raised to his father's throne. That was Peter's first message, was it not? It was his second message in Acts chapter 5. It was Philip's message in Acts chapter 8. It was Paul's experience in Acts chapter 9. For the heavens opened up and the Lord Jesus spoke as a blistering light to the soul of that man. Did he not? That man felt the presence and power of the risen, reigning, ruling Lord dealing with his heart. In Acts chapter 8, uh, Acts chapter 7 rather, Stephen is preaching the gospel and he's killed for Christ's sake. But before he dies, heaven opens up. Guess who's standing at the right hand of God, letting Stephen know you're on your way in, boy. See, this is what we meant by the sheep following Christ. Down here you suffer. There you reign. And if the, if the preaching of Christ does not lead you to the truth of God's word, you're not hearing Jesus. If it doesn't lead you to the tree, you're not being taught the gospel and it's important. If it doesn't lead you to the tomb, you don't understand that redemption is accomplished and we are saved purely by the grace of God justified freely by the suffering of Christ. And if it doesn't lead you to his throne 
We're lying to men and women when we call Jesus Lord. Did you hear me? We are lying to men and women if we call him Lord and he's not on a throne in heaven. If he's not on a throne in heaven, we have no right to call him Lord of anyone. But if in fact, as the Old Testament lays it out, that God had a son that he made to rule, Psalm 2, Psalm 110, and then the prophets saw it very clearly, if he is at the right hand of God and he rules over all things, all power and authority is in his hand, then every man and every woman that hears the gospel has to deal with that sovereign ruling reigning Lord. Do they not? The comfort that we have as children of God is that the one that's on the throne is also our shepherd. Do you know what that means? I could park it right here and talk for an hour about how important that is. That means he can turn heaven and hell upside down to make a way for you to escape. Do you understand that? That there's nothing too hard for him? Now that he sits at the right hand of God, having investiture to himself as the accomplished uh, uh, God-man, he has all power in order to make everything right in your life whenever he wants to. If we believe that, right? If we believe that. So there is nothing that cannot be done in your life by him now that he rules in heaven at the right hand of God. We are following him who sits on the throne. Y'all got that? We are following him who sits on the throne. And I would encourage you to think like that. So then forsaking fools following the shepherd, guess what else we do? We feed. Show you something about sheep. Sheep follow. Sheep feed. And sheep fold. Y'all got that? That's simple, right? Sheep follow. Sheep feed. And sheep what? Sheep follow. Sheep what? And sheep what? Sheep what? Sheep what? See what? You got to get that because that's the mundane life of believers in this world. That's the mundane life of sheep. Now, you know, that's why I'm not going to sit and watch uh, documentaries on sheep. I, I like documentaries, but I'm not going to sit up and watch long documentaries on sheep because it's boring. You know what they do? They just follow, feed, and fold. That's all they do. Follow. That don't take two cents of knowledge to, to, to see. Feed and what? And that's the life of mature saints. I'm going to lock this down, move to our next point. If you're not following Christ, you're not feeding on the gospel. I don't care what you say. The sheep follow the shepherd because they believe the shepherd knows where he's going and because they have need of him to provide the food to nurture their souls. You follow to feed. And if you're not following, you're not feeding. Did you guys hear what I just said? If you're not following, you're not feeding. Like a lot of people are in the house today. Well, uh, quite a few. And some of you have come, but you're not feeding. And the only reason you're not feeding is because you're not following. See, so feeding is requisite. Or following is requisite to, follow, to feeding. In order for you to feed, you have to actually have a vital relationship with the shepherd. Because the shepherd is going to lead you into fields to feed upon where the sheep are sure that the shepherd is present. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The sheep will not feed in fields where the shepherd is not present. And so hear me now. In order for the word of God to really mean something to you, you've got to know Christ. Why do I say that? Because the food that we feed on is Christ himself. I am the bread of life. 
I am the water of life. If we're going to feed on the bread of life, drink the water of life, we've got to know him as a shepherd that leads his flock into the fields. Studying God's Word that we might show ourselves approved, that we might come to a deeper love and understanding of God's amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. This has been Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are always delighted and grateful that you take a few moments to spend with us, that we might, again, study to show ourselves approved. And as we leave you today, we would also leave you with an invitation to join us for worship in person. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Jessica Stand and Grace Bible Church of Hayward, please consider this a formal invitation to spend Sundays with us. 11 a.m. is the worship service, 10 a.m. if you would like to join us for Sunday school. And don't forget, Friday evenings at 8 p.m., we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word with brothers and sisters in Christ from a variety of churches all over the Bay Area. That's at 8 p.m. Friday evenings. For directions and more information, simply stop by our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or give us a call, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're looking for a copy of today's program, you can either contact us by phone or mail. Send $5 and we'll get a CD out to you. Or stop by grace-bible.com and download the audio file for free. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. 94541 is our zip code. And one final note as we conclude our time together today. We're able to come to you daily here on KFAX because of friendships and partnerships with people such as you who see the value of this ministry. Now, while it is free to listen to, for us, there is a cost, and we are a listener-supported ministry. No matter the size of your gift, it's greatly appreciated. So would you take a moment and pray about it and then contact us with your gift today? 510-886-9782 is our phone number, or write to us, 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.